0: Record 27, no contents, can't. I'm alone in endless corridors, the same ones as before. A mute concrete sky, water is dripping on stone somewhere. Same door, heavy and opaque with a muffled humming coming from behind it. She said she'd come out to me at 1600, but I've watched 16.05, 16.10, 16.15 go by, and nobody. For a second I feel like my old self, terrified that the door might open. Five minutes more and that's it. If she doesn't come, water dripping on stone somewhere. Nobody. I feel a kind of gloomy relief. I'm saved. I walk slowly back along the corridor. The quavering dotted line of light bulbs on the ceiling gets dimmer and dimmer. Suddenly from behind me I hear the door open with a quick banging sound and then horrid footsteps reverberate softly from the ceiling and the walls and she comes flying slightly out of breath from running breathing through her mouth. I knew you'd be here, you'd be here that you'd come. I knew it. Oh you, you. The the lances of her lashes move apart to let me pass inside and... But how can I find the words for what it does to me? This ancient rite, stupid and wonderful, of her lips touching mine. What formula could express how this whirlwind sweeps everything out of my soul except her? Yes, yes, I said soul. If you want to laugh, go ahead. With an effort, she slowly raises her lids and managed to say slowly, No, enough. Later. For now, let's go. The door opened. Steps old and worn. A discordant racket. Whisting light. Nearly 24 hours have passed since then. I've settled down a bit and still it's extremely hard for me to describe what happened, even in in rough outline. It's as if they set off a bomb in my head, and all around, piled in a heap, are open mouths, wings, screams, leaves, words, stones. I remember the first thing that went through my head was, quick, clear out, get back. But because I, but because I could see that while I was waiting there in the corridors, they'd somehow blown up or destroyed the green wall and the lower world that had always always been kept out of our city was now beating and rushing over it. I must have said something like that to I-330 because she gave a laugh. Of course not, we simply, we've simply gone to the other side of the green wall. Then I opened my eyes and found myself in broad daylight face to face with what no living person had ever seen up to then except reduced a thousand times, weakened and dimmed by the cloudy glass of the wall. This sun, it wasn't our sun, evenly distributed over the mirrored surface of the sidewalks. This sun was all sharp fragments, alive somehow, constantly leaping spots, that blinded the eyes and made the head spin and the trees were like candles sticking right up in, up to the sky, or like spiders squatting on the ground with crooked legs, or like silent green fountains. And all this was crawling about on all fours, shifting and buzzing, and out from under my feet, some kind of shaggy tangle of something came slipping, and I, I was riveted to the spot, I couldn't move. Because I wasn't, I wasn't standing on a surface, you see. Not a surface, but something disgustingly soft, yielding, alive, green, springy. I was deafened by all this. I was choked. That's probably the word that comes closest. I was standing there hanging on with both hands to some kind of swinging bow. Don't worry, don't worry. This is only the beginning. It'll pass, hang on. Next to I-330 against the dizzying, leaping network of green was someone's profile. Very thin, like something cut out of paper. No, not someone's. I know him. I remember him. It's the doctor. No, no, I've got it now. I see the two of them have me by the arms and they're dragging me forward. They're laughing. My legs are twisted. I'm slipping toward cawing sounds, moss, tufts of grass, screeching branches, tree trunks, wings, leaves, whistling. And now the trees give way and I see a bright clearing, and in the clearing people, or I'm not sure, maybe creatures is more like it. And now comes the hardest part of all, because this passes all the bounds you'd think possible and now I see why I-330 hyphen always insisted on holding something back. I wouldn't have believed it anyway, not even her. Maybe tomorrow I won't even believe myself, not even these notes. In the clearing around a naked stone that looked like a human skull, there was a noisy crowd of of some three or four hundred people. Let's say people, otherwise I wouldn't know what to say. And just as... When you see a whole lot of faces on a platform you always first of all pick out the ones you know. So here so here the one thing I noticed at first was our grey blue yunis. A second later and I saw all around among the yunis a quite distinctively I quite distinctively saw jet black, reddish, tawny, bay, rowan and white people and they all seemed like people. None of them had any clothes on, and they were all covered with short, glossy fur, the kind anyone can see on the stuffed horse in the prehistoric museum. But the females had faces just like, yes, exactly the same as our women, tender, pink, and hairless, and their breasts were also free of hair, large, firm, and very beautiful in geometrical form. As for the males, only part of their faces had no fur, the same as with our ancestors. This was so completely incredible, so totally unheard of, that I simply stood there. I'm telling you the truth, I simply stood there and looked. It's the same as with scales. You overload one side, and then you can put as much as you want there, and the pointer won't budge. Suddenly, I found myself alone. I-330 is no longer next to me, and I have no idea how or where she disappeared. The only ones around me are those with coats glistening like satin in the sun. I grab someone by his hot, strong, jet-black shoulder. Listen, in the name of the benefactor, you didn't happen to see where she went. She was right here a minute ago. A pair of bushy, strict eyebrows turned toward me. Shh, be quiet. And they made a busy wave toward the centre, the place with the yellow stone that looked like a skull. There I saw her, up high, over the heads, over everybody. The sun was right in my eyes, from behind her, which made, a, which made her whole, whole figure stand out sharply, coal black against the blue canvas of the sky, a coal black silhouette on blue. A little higher up at the clouds, were flying past, and it seemed it wasn't the clouds that were flying but the stone and hon on and her on the stone and the crowd behind her and the clearing. It was all slipping silently away like a ship, and the light earth beneath our feet was sailing away. Brothers she was saying, brothers, all of you now all of you know that over here, that over there behind the behind the wall in the city they're building the integral all of you know that the day has come when we will demolish this wall, all walls, so that a green wind may sweep across all the earth from one end to the other. But the integral is going to carry these walls aloft up there to the thousands of other earths whose lights will rustle for you tonight through, through black nocturnal foliage. Against the stone, beating like waves, foam, wind, down with the integral, Down with the Integral. No, brothers, not down with it. The Integral must be ours. On that day when it launches out into the heavens for the first time, we will be on board because the Builder of the Integral is with us. He has left walls behind. He has come here with me to be among you. Long live the Builder. In a flash, I'm somewhere up in the air and beneath me are heads, 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 mouths wide open and screaming, hands shooting up and down. It was totally strange, intoxicating. I sensed myself above everyone. I was myself, something separate, a world. I stopped being one of the many, the way I'd always been and became just one. And then here I am back down, right beside the stone. My body rumpled, happy, crumpled as if it just made love. Son... Voices from above. I hyphens thirty smi- three thirty smile. Some women with golden hair. Herself all gold and satin smelling of grasses. She has a cup in her hands. A wooden cup apparently. She drinks from it with her red lips and hands it to me. And I shut my eyes and drink. I drink greedily to douse the fire. I drink sweet, stinging cold sparks. And after that my blood and the whole world go a thousand times faster and the light earth races like a bit of fluff, and everything seems to me easy, simple and clear. Now I see the huge familiar letters on the stone, Memphi, and it somehow seems to me that it's just as it should be. That's the strong, simple thread trying e- tying everything together. I see a crude drawing, also on the stone maybe, Of a winged youth with a transparent body, and instead of a heart, he has a glowing coal, blindingly crimson, blindingly crimson. And again, I feel and I understand his coal, or rather, I feel it just as I feel each word she's speaking up, she's speaking up there on the stone, without actually hearing it. And I feel everyone breathing in unison, and that's, and that it's everyone's fate to fly off together somewhere. Just like the birds that time over the wall. Just like the birds that time over the wall. And from behind, from the dense breathing thicket of bodies, there comes a loud voice. But this is madness. And I think I, yes, I think that that was my voice. I think I jumped up onto the stone. From where I see sun, heads, a jagged toothed saw of green against the blue and I shout, yes, yes, that's right, and everybody has to go mad, everybody must absolutely go mad, and as soon as possible, this is crucial, I know it is, I-330 is beside me, her smile is two dark lines from the corners of her mouth upward at an angle, and it sinks into me like coal, and this instant is easy, almost painless, wonderful, after that, All I retain are a few scattered sharp remnants. A slow, low-flying bird. I see it's alive, like me, like a human. It turns its head right and left and bores into me with its dark round eyes. More, a black, a back with glistening fur, the color of old ivory. Across the back, a dark insect with tiny transparent, transparent wings is crawling. The back shivers to drive the insect off. Shivers again. More. The leaves cast a shadow, woven, cross-hatched. People are lying about in this shadow and eating something that looks like the legendary food of the ancients. A long yellow fruit and a piece of something dark. A woman puts this in my hand and I feel funny, not knowing whether I can eat it. And then the crowd. Heads, legs, arms, mouths faces pop up for a second and then get lost like soap bubbles that have burst and for a moment i see or maybe i think i see transparent ear wings that flip past i grab i-330's hand for all i'm worth she turns to look at me what is it he's here i think i who s just now in the crowd Thin coal-black eyebrows pulled toward the temples. The sharp triangle of a smile. I don't get it. Why is she, smi- why is she smiling? How can she smile? You don't understand, I-330. hyphen You don't understand what it means if he or any of them is here. You're funny. Do you really think anyone over there behind the wall could ever dream that we are here? Just think of yourself. Do you really... Do you ever really imagine it was possible? They're looking for us over there. Let them look. They're dreaming. She gives an easy gay smile and I smile. The earth is drunk, merry, light. It's sailing. Record 28. Both women. Entropy and energy. Opaque part of the body. Consider this. If your world resembles the world of our distant ancestors, then imagine that once upon a time you were sailing on the on the ocean, and you bumped into a sixth or seventh part of the world, some kind of Atlantis, and there you found unheard-of labyrinth a labyrinth labyrinth cities. People soaring about in the air without the help of wings or arrows, stones that you could lift just by looking at them. In other words, something that you'd never be able to imagine, even if you had dreamed you had the dream sickness. That's just how I felt yesterday, because you see, ever since the 200 years war, none of us had ever been on the other side of the wall that I've, that I've already told you. I know, my unknown friends, what my duty is before you. It is to tell you in greater detail about the strange and unexpected world that was revealed to me yesterday. But for the moment, I am in no condition to go back to that. New things keep happening so fast. There's such a downpour of events that I'd have to be two people to catch it. I pull out my yuni like an apron. I cup cup my hands and bucketfuls pour by me splashing nothing but drops on these pages the first thing that happened was that i heard there's what that i heard loud voices outside my door i recognized her voice supple and metallic and another almost rigid like a wooden ruler the voice of you next the door swung open with a bang and the two of them shot into my room and i mean shot I hyphen three thirty laid her hand on the back of my armchair and, looking over her right shoulder, smiled at the other woman with nothing but her teeth. I could not, I would not like to have that smile aimed at me. Listen, I hyphen three thirty said to me, this woman seems to have made it her aim in life to protect you from you from me, as though you were a child. She, have your permission on this. Then the other one her gills quivering. That's right. He is a child. Yes. That's the only reason he can't see what you're getting him into with all of this. Just to... That's it. That it's all a farce. Yes. And it's my duty. In the mirror, I get a glimpse of the broken, bouncing line of my eyebrows. I jumped up and barely managing to stifle that other self in me with the shaggy fists squeezed out beneath my teeth words that i shouted point blank right into her face into her very gills get out of here right now out the gills puffed out black red then and then collapsed and turned grey she opened her mouth to say something to say something said nothing clamped it shut and i and left i rushed over to i hyphen 330 I'll never forgive I'll never forgive myself for that. She would dare to to you, but surely you don't think that i that I think that that she it's all because she wants to she wants to to be she wants to be registered to me and i fortunately she's too late for registering and it wouldn't bother me if if there were thousands more like her. I know you'll believe me the only the only me not those thousands because after what happened yesterday so as far as you're concerned you ha- you have you have me exactly where you wanted me i'm in your hands at any moment you can at any moment what and then i immediately understood what blood rushed blood rushed, gushed into my ears my cheeks and i shouted don't talk to me about that never mention that to me you don't understand don't you you do you don't understand don't you that that was the other me the one before but now who knows who you really are a person is like a novel up to the very last page you 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 don't know how it's going to end otherwise there'd be no point in reading i hyphen 330 strokes my head I can't see her face, but something in her voice tells me that she's looking very far away, that her eyes are fixed on a cloud floating by silently, slowly, headed no one knows where. Suddenly, pushing me away with her hand, she said in a firm, tender voice, Listen, I came to tell you that it may be that these are already our final days. You know all the auditoriums are closed, starting tonight. Closed? Yes, and I looked in as I was going past. They're getting something ready in the buildings where the auditoriums are. Some kind of tables with medics in white coats. But what does that mean? I don't know. Nobody knows yet, which is worst of all. I just have this feeling that they've thrown thrown the switch, the powers on. So, if not right away, then tomorrow. But maybe they'll be too late. I'd long ago lost track of who was they and who was we i didn't know which i wanted for them to be late or not one thing i was cl- one thing was clear to me and that it and that uh, and that is that i hyphen 330 was walking right along the very edge and at any moment but this is crazy i say you and one state It's like putting your hand over the muzzle and thinking you can stop the shot. It's absolutely crazy. With a smile. Everyone has to go mad. Go mad as soon as possible. Someone said that yesterday. Remember? Remember? There? Yes, I have that written down, which means it actually happened. I say nothing but merely look at her face. The dark cross on it is now especially vivid. "'I-330, darling, before it's too late. "'If you want, I'll throw it all away. "'I'll forget about it, and we'll go together, "'over there, beyond the wall, to those. "'I don't know who they are.' She looked, She shook her head. "'Through the dark windows of her eyes, "'there, on the inside, I see the stove burning, "'sparks, tongues of flames leaping up, "'piles of high, dry, resinous wood, "'and I see that it's already too late.' My words can no longer do any... She got up. She's about to leave. It may be that these are the final days, or final minutes. I grabbed her by the hand. No, just a little while longer. For the sake of... She slowly lifted my hand up into the light. My shaggy hand, which I so detested. I tried to pull back, but she held on tight. Your hand, you don't know that there there are few who do know that there are women from here, from the city, who have come to love those others over there. You, too, probably have have a drop or two of that sunny forest blood. Maybe that's why I... There was a pause, and strangely enough, the pause, the blank, and the nothing made my heart race, and I shout, oh good, you aren't leaving yet. You won't leave until you tell me about them, because you love them and i don't even know who they are where they come from who they are and they and they the half we've lost the h squared to our zero zero that that's have to be joined as h2o to make streams seas waterfalls waves storms i distinctly remember every moment every movement she made I remember her taking the glass triangle from my table and all the while I was talking pressing the sharp edge of it to her cheek which raised a white welt that later was suffused with pink and then vanished what is surprising is that I can't remember what she said especially at the beginning all I recall are various images and colours i don't know that i don't know that at first it had to do with the 200 years war there was something red against the green of the grasses, against dark clays, against the blue of the snow, pools of red that never dried up. Then yellow grasses, burnt by the sun, naked, yellow, ragged people, and ragged and, and ragged dogs beside them, next to bloated corpses of dogs, or maybe of humans. All this on the other side of the wall. Of course, because the city had already won. Inside the city you could already find the kind of food we have now made for petroleum and stretching almost from heaven to earth where the were the were the heavy black folds of some material waving folds it was columns of slow smoke above the forests above the villages a hollow wailing sound hung over the black endless lines of those who were being driven into the city to be saved by force and taught happiness you almost knew all this Almost, yes. But you didn't know only that only only very few knew that a small part of them managed to survive and went on living there on the other side of the walls. They were they were naked and went off into the forest. There they learned from the trees, animals, birds, flowers, sun. They grew coat, coats of fur over their bodies, but beneath the fur they kept their red eyes. They kept their hot red blood. You had it worse. You grew numbers all over your body. Numbers crawled out on you like lice. You all have to be stripped naked and driven into the forest. You should learn to tremble with fear, with joy, insane rage, cold. You should learn to pray to the fire. And we memph, we want... No, wait, memph. What is memph? Memph? It's an old name. Memphis, one who you remember there on the stone, there was the image of a youth, or not? I'd better put it into your into into your language, so you'll understand it sooner. Look, there are two forces in the world: entropy and energy. One of them leads to blissful tranquility, to to happy equilibrium. The other leads to the disrupt dis, disruption of equilibrium to the torment of perpetual movement. Our, or rather your ancestors, the Christians, worshipped worshipped entropy as they worshipped God. But we anti-Christians, we... At this moment there came a knock at the door that you could hardly hear, like a whisper, and into the room rushed the same number with the flat face and the forehead pulled down over his eyes that had often brought me messages from I-330. He ran up to us and stopped, panting like a pneumatic pump, unable to get a word out. He must have been running as fast as he could. ''Well, come on, what what happened?'' I-330 grabbed him by the arm. The pump finally managed to pant out. ''They're headed this way, the guards, and he's with them, the one with the sort of hunch.'' ''S?'' ''Yes, they're right here inside, they'll be here at any minute, hurry.'' Relax, we've got time, she laughed. There were sparks in her eyes, gay little tongues of flame. Either this was stupid, irrational courage, or there was something else going on here that I didn't understand. I-330, for the benefactor's sake, you've got to understand, this is a sharp triangular smile, for the benefactor's sake. Well, for my sake then, please... ''Oh, by the way, I still have to talk to you, talk with you about a certain matter, ''but never mind, it can wait till tomorrow.'' She nodded to me gaily. ''That's right, gaily.'' And the other one came out from being underneath his brow just long enough to give me another nod, and I was left alone. ''Quick, sit at the table.'' Unrolled my notes, took out my pen. I meant for them to find me at work for the benefit of one state. And all of a sudden it felt as if every hair on my head had come alive and stood up. And what if they take and read a page, even one page, especially one of these last ones? I sat motionless at the table and saw the walls trembling, the pen in my hand trembling, the letters swaying and blending together. Stash them, but where? Everything's made of glass burn them but they could see from the hall and from the rooms next door besides i can't i no longer have the strength to destroy this painful piece of myself which might turn out to be the piece i value most far down the corridor i could already hear voices and footsteps all i had time for was to grab a bunch of pages and stick them under me and there i was welded to a chair, every atom of which was shaking under me, with the floor under my feet like a deck pitching and rolling. Hunching down into a ball and somehow looking out from the overhang of my brow, I watched stealthily and saw them going from room to room, starting at the right end of the corridor and getting closer all the time. Some, like me, sat frozen in their positions. Others were jumping up to greet them and throwing their door doors wide open lucky them, if only I. The benefactor is that most perfect disinfectant necessary for humanity as a consequence of which no persisterless in the the organism of one state. This absolute nonsense was squeezing out with a pen leaping all over the paper as I bent lower and lower over the table while some insane blacksmith was pounding an anvil in my head and Behind me i heard the door handle turn and felt a gust of wind and the chair beneath me begin to tap dance only when did only then did i manage to tear myself away from the page and turn to face those who had come in it isn't easy playing a farce oh who was it to, who was who was it talking to me today about a farce s was in the lead his gloomy silent quick eyes started drilling wells into me in my chair in the pages shaking under my hand then for a moment I saw some familiar everyday faces on the threshold and one in particular stood out it had puffed out brownish pink girls. I recalled everything that had been going on in this room half an hour ago and it was clear to me that she that she now "'My whole being was beating and pulsing in that part of my body, "'opaque, fortunately, which with which I, w- I was hiding the manuscript. You came up to S from behind, "'cautiously touched his sleeve and said very quietly, "'This is D-503, hyphen the Builder of the Integral. "'You've heard of him, no doubt. "'He's always at his desk this way, "'absolutely no mercy on himself. "'And as for me... I was sh- I was thinking what a marvellous astonishing woman. S slunk up to me and peered over my shoulder at the desk. I tried hiding my paper with my elbows, but he shouted sternly You will show me that at once. Mortified, I handed him the piece I handed him the paper. He read it and I saw a smile slip out of his eyes, slide down his face, and with a flick of its tail take a seat on the right side of his mouth. Rather ambiguous, but still, okay, go on, we won't bother you further. He paddled off to the door and with every step I got, I got back more off my feet, hands, fingers, my soul spread evenly once more through my body and I breathed again. The last thing was that you hung around long enough to come whisper in my ear, lucky for you that I, she was meant to say, I don't What she meant to say, I don't know. Later that evening, I learned they'd taken away three numbers. Not that anyone talks about this or anything that's going on. The, ed, the edifying influence of the guardians hiding every, everywhere amongst us. The talk is mostly about how fast the barometer is falling and the weather changing.' This is Nick Treadwell and you are listening to Nick Treadwell's Storyville.